0: Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish, a collection of Michael's favorite interviews with authors from the last 30 years through today, on the air, on radio. What sets my book club apart is that I actually read the books. Book Club is now in session. Jack Lucas, welcome back to Philadelphia. It's a real privilege for me to, again, have the opportunity to chat with you, sir. Thank you. And I should mention, you are the author of Indestructible, The Unforgettable Story of a Marine Hero at the Battle of Iwo Jima.
1: Yes, that's uh, not only about the battle, but it's about my life.
0: Well, it's quite a life, because as, as we were uh, together last time, you were nice enough to tell the story about how you, you finagled your way into the Marines when you were only 14 years old.
1: Yes, I uh, forged my mother's consent papers. Because and, you, were, uh, you were so anxious to serve. Oh, yes. I, uh, I didn't equate that you had to be uh, a certain age to be able to stand up for your country when it was in uh, need of uh, defeating an enemy that wants to uh, take our country. So I joined the Marine Corps.
0: How old were you, sir, when you were fighting at Iwo Jima?
1: Six days after my 17th birthday.
0: Wow, 17 years old. You received the Medal of Honor for your conduct in jumping on two grenades and therefore saving the lives of three fellow Marines, and and we thank you for that as we head into Memorial Day weekend.
1: Well, I thank you, sir. I, uh, I was fortunate enough that one grenade was a dud, and the other one tore me up pretty bad, but I survived it. And so did the three Marine men who were with me, and they enjoyed a full life. Only one finally died last year.
0: Is that right?
1: Yeah, from Wisconsin, and a man from Texas and Oregon are still living. So uh, we made it all right, and it—they uh, later in battle got uh, wounded. Not severely, but they were wounded and evacuated
0: Mr. Lucas, one of my favorite parts of the story is that when the war ended and when you had recovered from your serious injuries, you fulfilled a promise that you made to your mother. Will you tell everybody what that was?
1: Yes, she wouldn't uh, you know she wouldn't lie not, not lie for me uh... to join the marine corps i said well i'll lie for you because i want to join the marine corps and i'm not going to study or do anything <laughs> if you don't let me go i want to stand for my country and fight for my country i said now when i come back i will complete my education and that was my promise and i kept it i went back to the ninth grade of high school uh... at that time i was decorated with a medal of honor <laughs> and all that notoriety, and I was driving a Nosemobile convertible. <laughs> I, was a, I was a premier ninth grader. Oh, that is a great story. And I went on to uh, uh, not only graduate from high school, but completed and got a bachelor of science degree in business.
0: Oh, man.
1: God bless you. What a story.
0: This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. Hey, Mr. Lucas, I, I have a thought that I was anxious to hear you comment on, if you'd be so kind. You know that we think of Jack Lucas as being a member of the greatest generation. You've heard those words used. And I'm, yeah. be- I'm becoming more and more familiar with, with some of the gentlemen who have given their lives in this war in Iraq. And it occurs to me that they, too, are part of a great generation. Maybe we are years removed from when they'll receive the sort of recognition that they deserve. But there are some pretty amazing individuals who have given their lives in Iraq.
1: Uh, That's true. But uh, I think where where we got this greatest generation was that uh, here we uh, lived through some hard times in the 30s. And... uh, uh were pretty pretty tough people. They had to be tough because you uh if you weren't you wouldn't have survived in the depression in the areas of the thirties and out of that came uh World War II. and uh four years away men being sent away from home for four years to fight for the country. And World War II, we lost four hundred thousand young men's lives and nine hundred thousand wounded as uh now in Vietnam and Korea, those were wars that were really not necessary. They uh, were brought upon us by politicians who thought we needed to go to war. We were not attacked, and uh, we were in World War II. Now, that's where you got the connotation of the greatest generation. Now, uh, each lie that's given, Each lie that's given for America is most valuable and most precious. I do not want to uh, put that down whatsoever. But just as a comparison of the viciousness of World War II and the Battle of Iwo Jima, which I was in, we lost 5,320 men the first two days of combat. And uh, in 36 days, we had 6,820 men killed and uh, 19,000 wounded in 36 days. Now, as in Iraq, we have, uh, going on to five years, we just lost 3,300 men and uh, 25,000 wounded in almost four and a half years. So you see the violence, the difference in the violence of the war but each man is most valuable to us and most precious. And I, I am so adamant about being involved in Iraq. We, You know, we took out Saddam Hussein. Uh, he was a dictator, and he was one of his people. And he did not attack to us and had no weapons of mass destruction. And we have gone in... And caused our young men to lose their lives for, for and have uh and caused our we wait, 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 hold it Mr. Lucas Lu- billion dollars or more Mr Lucas,
0: you, you faded because I think somebody called on call waiting. You said we've caused our men to use to lose their young lives for, and then I didn't hear you
1: well they they uh we, we're, our young men are very precious. And we don't need to be losing lives for something that uh, we should not be in, Iraq, in the first place. Iraq is, uh, was uh, our friend for about 12 years. In fact, we supported Saddam in a seven-year war against Iran. Now, if we had kept him in power, we wouldn't have to worry about going to Iran uh, and using our men. We could send him and his troops, but we took him out of power. I don't know what our leaders think about today. They uh, want to rush in to wars and, and, uh, and bring our young people's lives down. And look at the young men today that are being maimed by roadside bombs in Iraq. It makes me sick. I, I went to uh, Bethesda hospital and saw our young Marines with no legs, no arms, and it's just uh, heartbreaking to see these young people are going to have to live the rest of their lives with uh, those disabilities, and it was not necessary for us to go into Iraq. Now, we should have gone in with sufficient troops in Afghanistan and, uh, and got uh, bin Laden and wiped out al-Qaeda and, and crushed the Taliban.
0: Mr. Lucas, I hear what you're saying, and I'm I'm not going to dispute what you're saying, but you'd agree with me that the service of these men is no less noble than your own.
1: You got that exactly right. Okay. Exactly, and I do not wish to uh, uh, equate it otherwise. Uh, Everyone that serves this great nation in peacetime as well as wartime are most noble young people, and we do uh, cherish and and uh, want to look out for our young men, and when we want to try to get them out of harm's way, uh, everybody wants to call us liberals and uh, 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 pantywaists or anything else. I ain't never been no pantywaist, <laughs> but I want my boys out of out of a rap.
0: Sir, can I can I ask you before I lose you? How old are you today?
1: Seventy nine.
0: Seventy nine. Yes. It's a privilege for me to talk to Jack Lucas. I, I just I wish you Godspeed and, and another seventy nine.
1: Well, you're you're a wonderful man. I I, uh, I followed you in uh, what you do in Philadelphia, and you do good work and and uh, have a good broadcast. And I thank you. Thank you, you sir. You uh, are, are a remarkable man yourself. Uh,
0: not really, but thank you, and Jack Lucas.
1: To, you do good service to this great country.
0: Uh. Well, thank you for that. I don't buy it, but I thank you for that. You're, you're the man with the service, and it's a privilege for me to have you back on my show. Have a good day and a good Memorial Day weekend.
1: Thank you much for, uh, for thinking of me. And, and just, just remember all the young people who have lost their lives in this great country, everybody. And uh, bow your head and think about them and never forget them and scribe the names on your heart.
0: Thank you, sir. Jack Lucas. Thank you, sir. All right. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on SiriusXM's POTUS Channel 124. Live
1: weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SiriusXM app.
0: Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays.
1: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com/slash investing in America.
0: Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one.